Hi, it's Father Rick, and I want to welcome you to St. Michael's Episcopal Church. I'm really glad you found us. Please know that we accept you wherever you are on your spiritual journey, and we trust that God will take you where you need to be, right in God's timing. We're just glad that you're here with us, and we hope you enjoy today's sermon. God bless. Father, you are here, we are here, may we be here together now, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, St. Mikey's. Happy Father's Day. I woke up this morning, I forgot it was Father's Day, so there you go. Happy Father's Day to you fathers out there. Who likes underdog films? It's okay, I know we're in church, we can raise hands. You like underdog movies, right? Classic David and Goliath type tales. Star Wars fans who like Star Wars? Some Star Wars people? Yeah, that's a good underdog movie, right? A group of rebels underfunded, under-equipped, under-trained take on an evil, gigantic, galactic empire. Great underdog movie. Rocky. Who likes Rocky? Rocky 1 and 2. It's like one whole movie, right? Unnamed prize fighter, poor Italian guy from Philly, fights the heavyweight champion of the world. Almost wins in the first one. Comes back in part two and wins, by the way. Uh, Rudy. Who's seen Rudy? Oh, come on. The kid from Goonies. And now he's all grown up. And he overcomes his small size and stature to fulfill his dream of becoming a college football player at Notre Dame. Very inspirational. Uh, Karate Kid. That's been popularized again with the Netflix show Cobra Kai. Come on, teenage boy learns a martial art in like two months, and then takes on his black belt bully in a tournament who's probably been training since he was like seven, and wins. I mean, far-fetched, with an illegal kick, by the way, but wins. Very inspirational. You add novels, plays, and real-life situations. We'd be here all day. The list is absolutely endless. We love underdog stories. These classic David and Goliath-type tales of individuals and groups who overcome great and insurmountable odds through their resilience, determination, cleverness, and maybe even a little blind faith and the hope of success. They inspire us to do the same. They tell us that we, too, have something inside us. If we just dig deep enough, we can overcome, we can win when the odds are stacked against us. These stories have great appeal, especially to Americans. Our own story, our own revolution was an underdog tale. It was a classic David and Goliath story. Now, since David and Goliath is a popular figure of speech in our culture to describe an underdog story, my assumption is that at least You're somewhat familiar with the story, I hope. Maybe you saw it on a cartoon when you were a kid or something like that. I haven't read it in like 10 or 15 years, but that's okay. We know the story, right? The big giant warrior champion with the weapons and the armor shows up. And then a little teenage runty shepherd boy miraculously beats him with his little toy slingshot, right? You know the story. David is a underdog for sure, but not like those in many of the films I described. 
who relied on their own resilience, their own determination, their own cleverness, and maybe even that little blind faith and the hope of success. No, he was an underdog in a different kind of way. And you know what I learned this week? Not even the way I used to think. You see that, uh, that toy slingshot that he used to beat Goliath? Actually wasn't a toy at all. Did you know that? It was a highly effective, long-range weapon. Ancient armies had companies of what they called slingers. The Roman Empire hired mercenary slinger platoons that were actually more effective than archers were in ancient battle. And I learned that a trained slinger can get that sling bullet made of lead or stone or maybe a rock they picked up off the ground to about 60 miles per hour and had a range of over 400 yards. And they were pretty effective too. There was a German researcher who took 2,000-year-old Roman sling bullets and he theorized that the sling bullet went even faster, maybe up to 100 miles per hour, and can take the top of a man's head off with nearly as much kinetic force as a 44 Magnum. Now, I don't know about that, I'm no expert. But that slingshot was not a toy. It was a deadly weapon. And David was really good at using it. He had a lot of practice. It was the common protective weapon of a shepherd which young David was. Now that little tidbit of information changes the story a bit for me. I don't know about you, but it does for me. So surely Goliath was bigger physically and had more years of battle experience, but David had the bigger brain. He out-strategized Goliath on the battlefield. And if you keep reading the story, David becomes somewhat of a general in Israel's army before he actually becomes king. He is a highly effective military tactician and combatant and very successful on the battlefield. But unlike other underdogs, David didn't seem to rely on his own resilience, determination, cleverness, or his ability with a slingshot. He relied on something else entirely, which is God's ability and will to save, to rescue, to deliver. And this wasn't some blind faith he conjured up on his own accord in the hope of success. This was a lived out experience with the God of Israel that he was in a very, very, very close relationship with. See, David considered Goliath just another lion, just another bear. What do I mean by that? Well, if you keep reading the story, David goes before King Saul. King Saul was the king of Israel at the time, which David would later succeed. And he tells King Saul, he said, Saul, when I was shepherding, when I was out in the fields, whenever a lion would come, whenever a bear would come and snatch up one of my lambs from my flock, I would chase after it and I would strike it down. And if that lion or that bear would turn against me, I would grab it by the jaw and kill it. Does that sound like your teenage kid or your grandkid? Do you know a kid like that? No. Common teenager that I know sips Mountain Dew and plays Call of Duty in Fortnite to 4 o'clock in the morning. This is not an American teenager. This is a rugged, outdoor survivalist who fights predators. This is the kind of person this was. He had a lot of ability. He had a history. And yet, he doesn't see it that way. 
He doesn't see it that way at all. He says, the Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, will save me from the hand of this Philistine. See, David learned through experiences of hardship and trouble not to rely on his own ability, but on God to save. That's the kind of underdog he was. Now, isn't that great and good for David? Because it sounds like he had a choice. What if you're in a situation where you don't even have an ability you can accidentally fall back on? What if you don't have a choice like David apparently did? It's not even a temptation in the situation that you're in. What if you're in a situation where all your resilience has ceased, all your determination has been exhausted, all your cleverness is all dried up, and the little faith you might have had is gone? That the size and the voice of your Goliath is just too big and just too loud. And you say, I don't have anything left in me. And the odds are stacked against you and it's too overwhelming. The fear that once caused you to fight is causing you to flee, to run and hide, if that's even an option for you. Or you're ready to just give up entirely. What if your faith isn't so heroic? What if you're not so David-like, this Goliath? What if you're more like the Israelites in the story that we heard this morning in the portion of the reading? Dismayed and greatly afraid at the sight and sound of the giant Goliath. What if that's you? Because as far as you're concerned, there's nothing you can do. There's no way you can win and beat this thing. There is no chance at all. Is there something wrong with you? Are you a quitter? Did you bend your knee to fear? Have you failed in your faith? Should you try harder to be more like David? Is that what this story is about? I don't think so. I don't think there's anything wrong with you if you're in that situation at all. I actually think you're in the right place. In fact, I don't think we're meant to see ourselves as David in the story at all. Well, maybe, but not first and foremost. I think the invitation is to see ourselves as the Israelites. People who have no ability, who have no power, within themselves to help themselves. People in need of a rescuer, of a deliverer, of a savior who God works through to bring about his salvation. We're not David, we're Israel. We're not David, we're David's sheep. When the bear comes, and snatches us up when the lion comes and snatches us up when Goliath comes to makes us his slaves we don't need to dig down deep to overcome we need one like David to overcome for us when the storm is too big and the many many years I've been a fisher person on the Sea of Galilee has now failed me I don't need a slingshot that's not gonna do anything to a storm I need one like David to rescue me from perishing, to silence the storm in my life. I do not need another lesson in resilience. I am an American. I have enough of that. I need a lesson in reliance. I need a savior 
one like David, who did not rely on his own ability, but through hardship and trouble, relied on the salvation of his God and Father, and through that reliance, carried the cross and conquered the grave. The greatest and biggest Goliath there ever was. That's what I need. That's who I need. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like pain. And I don't like problems. I don't like to be in situations where I have to admit I'm actually in need of help outside myself. I don't like when Goliath shows up on my front doorstep screaming and shouting my demise. I don't like when there's a great windstorm on the sea and the waves are crashing into my life. I like a nice and peaceful valley, no battle. A nice and peaceful sea, no storm. And yet, there is opportunity in these situations and hardship and trouble to learn to rely not upon myself, but upon a greater David, which is Jesus the Christ. And I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to see this when I'm in the midst of hardship and trouble because I become very short-sighted. Pain, whether it's physical or emotional, makes me very self-centered. It's hard to stand outside of my situation and get a higher perspective. But in hindsight, anybody resonating with this? Anybody been there? In hindsight, I can look back and say, you know, when the lion showed up, when the bear showed up, and I was in its mouth, and its teeth were digging into my flesh and killing me, David came, found me, rescued me. I called upon his name, and he answered I didn't know how he was going to do it. I didn't know when he was going to do it. Sometimes it felt like it was taking too long. But he came through, and in my experience, I don't know if you've experienced this, in a way I actually didn't And most importantly, and this is the most important thing, Jesus was with me. And a lot of times I felt like I was alone and that he abandoned me, but I know now that God never abandoned me and never will. I wouldn't want to repeat those experiences. I'm sure you wouldn't want to either. I wouldn't wish them upon anyone. I'm sure you wouldn't want to either. But I wouldn't change them. Why wouldn't I change them? Because they made me a better person. I don't know if they made me a better person. I don't know. I don't know that. Probably the same person I was when I was in my 20s. I sure hope not. But maybe I am. That's not why. Through those situations, through that hardship, through that trouble, my relationship with my David, my Jesus, deepened and strengthened in the midst of them. And I learned to rely on him during those times to a greater degree because you know what? He was all I had. And he's all you have. Any resilience or determination or cleverness or even the little faith we have now is not based on our own ability, on what we can dig up within ourselves, but based on our reliance upon Jesus and a lived-out experience of God's salvation in our life with him. Underdog movies are really, really cool. They're awesome to watch. They're wildly entertaining. To watch the small guy beat the big giant, it's very inspiring. But when a real Goliath shows up, I don't need a pep talk. I don't need inspiration. 
I need Jesus. I need a Savior. And I'm pretty sure you need the same thing too. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's message, please subscribe to our podcast and be sure to tell your friends. You may also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com backslash St. Michael's Orlando. Until next time, remember, God loves you with a love you did not earn, and therefore, you can never lose.